Welcome to JRCigars.com, the world's largest cigar store. We boast the internet's widest selection of premium hand-rolled cigars at the guaranteed lowest prices. Our reinvigorated website is fast, user-friendly, and offers our customers an array of unique features. No access to a computer? No problem. Download our ShopJR app in the Google Play Store or our Steals and Deals in the App Store, and you'll have access to our extensive selection at the tip of your fingers. With the fastest low-cost shipping in the industry, JR Cigars guarantees same-day shipping if you order before 3. This is JRCigars.com. All of the cigars, none of the hassle. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. <laughs> Jack, here we are. It's episode 182, Jack, yes, of, of uh, Smoke Night Live. What a week. What a week. What a life. What a live. life. What a week. This is, a exciting, this is an exciting week because uh, <laughs> finally, this is something we've been trying to do for a long time. We, we've been trying to get to the stage where we are putting all of our shows up as podcasts. Yes, because you might not be able to. Watch us live, and it's important that we get the the message out to you guys. And so finally, I got around to doing it. So you can uh, you can now get the show on uh, iTunes, pretty much anywhere you could get a podcast. Pretty much anywhere you get, yeah. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, all of the biggies. So uh, this episode will be up uh, this week. But um, I gotta tell you, Eric, I'm starting to develop a complex. I uh, yeah, audio only. I have my laugh is. Horrible, and I've known that for a long time. But we, you posted them all up. I went and I listened to the last ones, and I, like my, it was like bone chilling. It's not that <laughs> bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Like a goofy movie. No, but it is different when it's just the audio. It's you so don't much get, harder. Well, you, you don't, don't get to see the. You don't uh, get to drink all this in. Uh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're going to say. <laughs> I just did it. Oh man. Uh, no, but and, and even more exciting, Jack is. Um, Heading to Florida. I go I go this Sunday. You're going. You're getting a little vacay. I'm getting a little vacay with the wife. And then we're getting a work trip. Just <laughs> And then uh, you and Jordan will come in uh, essentially. The Friday, yeah. Essentially Friday early morning. Yep. You guys take the red eye. We'll take the red eye, which kind of ruins Jordan's plan of having a cool. Uh, I got a cocktail kit. Jordan got a cool <laughs> cocktail kit. Tell them about Jordan, our producer. For Tell uh, Christmas, I got this cocktail kit. You're on the plane. Sure. You the lady comes over. You say, hey, I'll take a shooter of whiskey. She, or maybe two. She brings it back. Meanwhile, I have this little compartment. All the ingredients, I dump them in there. You got an old-fashioned. So uh, you're, you're going to make old-fashions on the plane. Why don't you? Well, our flight leaves at 1.30 yeah, in the morning. that's a good time. Oh, you want to just get just a little... <laughs> I'm going to pick you guys at the airport. Pick you guys up at the airport, and you're going to be... sauced. You're going to be sauced. Well, we said this the last time we went to Florida... Our flight was at, what, like noon? Yeah. And I said, this is an impossible flight to miss. <laughs> so this flight is so late, and I was 90 seconds away from missing <laughs> that flight. So this one, I'm going to jinx it. So Friday, not uh, a week from tonight. Yep. A week from tonight, we're going to be at the, uh, the pre-dinner of the Great Smoke, which is the Red Meat Lovers Club uh, gathering. We're going to do the show live from there. Yep. It's going to be epic. And then the n- very next day... 
The very next day is the Great Smoke, and that's there's two events. I say there's two events. If you're a consumer, there's two events in the world that you have to go to, and that's Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest and the Great Smoke. There's the two. They're my two. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just different when you get down to South Florida and it's like you you see it's like the hub, you know. It's like the first time you go down to Nicaragua. It's like the the Great Smoke. It's a real enthusiast. People are down there. They know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. All the brands are there. It's crazy. Abe does such a great job. I can't remember, Jordan. How long? How many times have we? We've gone several times. It's been I think three, three times. This will be like our fourth time. I love going to this event. Abe puts on a great event. The guys that smoke in and and guess what? We're lucky enough that uh, Abe's going to be on the show tonight, Jack. What a what a world! What a life we what live. What a world! Busy, we he live could in. not have a busier week ahead of yeah. him, and he decided to take an hour plus out of his day to. Jack around with us. So a few years back when we first started the dojo, mm-hmm. uh, one of the first brands that we kind of got hooked up with that was starting about that same time, they were starting their brand about the same time, was the Moya Ruiz guys. And um, so they've been through a uh, history, which we're going to find out tonight on the show. Like, you know, where have they been lately? With We're going to find out. Sure. And they're coming back with a vengeance. Absolutely. And they're doing a, uh, a micro blend with Abe, so it just only made sense to have both Moya Ruiz and Abe on the show tonight. So let's bring them on right now, folks. Uh, welcome to the show, Danny Moya, Abe the Bab. Now, welcome to Smoke Night Live, my friends. How are you guys doing? What? Oh. <laughs> Abe, I see you smoking a dogma right there. That's right, brother. Woo. Oh, man, way to represent, my man. And Danny, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing well, but only the the Moya part is representing tonight. Uh, yeah, the, Should, is uh, it too early to get into what? <laughs> no, happened? wait, wait. It's, it's too early. <laughs> it's too early. Okay. It's too early. Huh. It's too early to get into that. But before we, we uh, could we just say if he was a horse, they would have shot him by now. Yes, <laughs> thank. Yeah, they they should have shot <laughs> him. Right up there, thanks. Uh, Nelson, our good buddy. Uh, you know, Nelson was one of like the first industry guys that. Um, you know, we uh, got to know and uh, formed bond with and a relationship with. He's a great guy, but he's not on the show tonight, and we'll talk about that later. But, Danny, um, Moya Ruiz, let's talk real quick about Moya Ruiz Cigars. You guys, big splash a few years back. You guys were cranking along, and then what happened? Where? What Can you fill we, us read in? Read the actual. Eric wrote I, down I, on our show notes. I, I have, I have one wrote, show note. He wrote. Guess, Danny and Abe, first question, only question, <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it was a combination of things. You know, the, uh, the FDA obviously came down on everybody uh, in 2016, and uh, just a combination of the FDA personal issues uh, with myself. Last year, we couldn't make the trade show because uh, one of Nelson's daughters was very, very sick uh, to the point where... Thank God, you know, she's fine. But, uh, you know, there were talks that maybe, you know, she had cancer and all that stuff. And mm. all, all that stuff has, has cleared. And, uh, you know, uh, we've, uh, we're, we're ready to rock and roll again. And what better way than to make a micro blend for Abe? I mean, for us, it's like we're just ecstatic about it. Yeah. So the exciting thing is, is you know, not only are you like, you know, like coming back in, you're coming back in. With, with a, a splash, splash. Danny. Wow. So this is exciting, um, and let's go ahead and talk about this now, Abe. You've you you were sort of like a pioneer in doing these collaborations. <laughs> <laughs> Show us the forearm. Yeah, let's see some forearm action. Oh, look at that. Jeez. 
And Abe, so this this will be your thirteenth micro blend. Yes. Now your very first one was the Anarchy. Is that correct? Yes. Insane cigar. It was an insane cigar, super popular. It's still to this day one of those sort of legendary cigars. And you do these sort made of in, made in Playboy magazine. It did really. There was a little article. There was a little article in Playboy magazine. I have it. And you were Locked reading up. it, of course. <laughs> well, they reached out to me. It was awesome, and they wanted to, uh, you know, they, I had to send them a couple boxes. And there was a, you know, a little section, and they talked about cool things. And that section was titled "Not Your Grandfather's Cigar." Oh, I you know, didn't. I don't know anymore. if I knew that. My, yeah, yeah. My grandfather probably magazine. received a copy of that magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got about five of them. <laughs> And so then, since then, you've gone on to do lots of you know infamous uh, micro blends along the way. Uh, there was a follow-up to the Anarchy, the Anarchy Two, which I still have some of those myself. Another amazing cigar. So and the Apocalypse. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. The Apocalypse. That's right. Yes. You did. The, yeah. you, there was the Apocalypse, the and then the no, re-release. Was the redone. There was a redo after right. the Apocalypse. Okay. Right. See uh, how quickly. How quickly I forget. Uh, forget. But what's cool about what you did is it, that's that what you d- did, Abe, is what inspired us to do collaborations. It's like you're not just looking to put like, you know, a sub band on a cigar. And you're, no. you're looking to make something new, something different, something legendary, some sort of micro blend that's, you know, not just a different size of something. There was really only like kind of two companies that kind of really had zero input. With the projects, one was Padron. Mm-hmm. Really, nothing I'm going to say or do. That was like a, that was a six by sixty. Yeah. Oh, actually, the size. The size was my my input. Mm. That was about it. Yeah. And Fuente, because Fuente, we we had gotten some product that they had already had. I guess they had never gotten around to. But everything else, we kind of put some time and effort. Like especially the last one we did with the RMLC cigar, the Red Meat Lovers Club cigar. Um, you know, that actually originated on our KMA talk show when we had Steve Saka and the Secretary of State himself, Evan Darnell, on our show together. And we said, man, why hasn't we done this? And they both loved the idea, and it just ran from there. And it was a big hit. I mean, we threw through, like, the 500 bundles in the first week. Mm. Gone. Yeah, that's uh, that's when we have some in the humidor. I haven't tried yet. But uh, Emmett said he had it, and he really liked it. Delicious. He said it was, right now he just screamed out the word delicious. He has his pants off as well, which yeah. is so weird. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had to um, – I had to text line chat him because when he said hi, I didn't even recognize him because I, I talked to him through a, a line app. Oh, and right. his avatar, he's so clean cut. He's got a suit and a tie and his hair. I was, I was, I was like, who was it that said hi to me? Hey, how are you doing? And I didn't realize until after the fact. <laughs> this guy's up to his avatar. Yeah, he's, he's pretty He's pretty. He's uh, a he's lot pretty worse homely now. Looking in person. <laughs> <laughs> a lot worse looking in person. <laughs> uh, no, but so Abe... Um, so then uh, time goes by, and there was uh, sort of a time when you didn't do uh, the micro blends as often. Probably FDA sort of stuff got in the way, I assume. But here we are now, boom. Uh, let's talk about the new one with, uh, with the Moya Ruiz uh, boys, the Hand Gripper. And this is a uh, interesting cigar. I'm going to put a picture of it on the screen right now. I had it. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about that, Danny. Talk about the, uh, talk about the Hand Gripper. Well, out of all the uh, the ideas that uh, you know we threw at Abe, definitely this one uh, was like uh, his favorite. You know, just the the concept of doing you know two cigars together, you know, attached and and uh, hand gripper. He he liked it because all the other ideas that we had, it was like ah whatever, yeah they're okay, but it doesn't really it didn't really wow him. 
And then uh, when we showed him, you know, the idea for the hang gripper, he was like, that's what I want to do. And we were like, great, because we've been dying to come out with this for a long time. <laughs> now, you guys have a patent on two cigars hooked together at all or by the head or how, what's how, how's that patent work? We're the only company that has a utility patent that could legally connect two cigars together. Okay, mm. just in general. That made our that made our cigars in the year three thousand article. In the year 3000. And the initial idea, which we had to tame down, was that the, their cigar in the year three thousand was going to be called the Siamese Dick Twins. <laughs> but we had to. We the editorial board had to had to cut the specific for. word. We had to circumcise the <laughs> joke just slightly. Yes. Yeah. But um, so this one now, it looks to me like you can actually. No, that was the most impressive thing for me was I thought that it was like a piece of tobacco or something. When you just see the pictures, it's like a functional. Yeah, it really is. So Here, let, let me show you how one works. Hang on. Yeah, oh, let's see. Right, right. I don't have any. Oh, <laughs> oh, geez. Well, that's Great, Danny. <laughs> they, took the only, they took the only box they came and showed me. He took it back with him. <laughs> uh, so um, let's talk about the blend, Danny. What uh, what do we expect? From the hand gripper, what is it? This is a—it's uh, like an everyday smoke. It's uh, you can smoke at any time. It's a solid medium cigar. You know, we like Nicaraguan tobacco, so it's Nicaraguan binder and filler. And uh, the wrapper is uh, Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro. So it's uh, it's nice. It's not too strong. It's not mild. It's right in the middle. So you know, everybody can try it, and um, I think everybody's gonna enjoy it. I think the boxes. I mean, I've been getting uh, messages and emails like crazy. I don't know if anybody's uh, reached out to, to Abe and smoke in, but, uh, it, you know, there, there's all, it's only 300 boxes, all going to be, you know, numbered. I should say all numbered. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we sell out uh, Saturday. So uh, for me, I don't, know, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like, before I smoke the pear, I'm gonna get jacked. I'm gonna, you yeah. know, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna break it in. I'm pump some iron. I'm gonna pump some iron for a while. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that would, you know, I don't know if it'll enhance the flavor or. Yeah, that was the most amazing thing to me is that it was actually a functional, because I thought it was like a ornate little, but it's got some. Can people get juiced on the hand grip? <laughs> what's, what's the resistance? Like, how many pounds are we talking? <laughs> A little logo for the American Heart Association on the box. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's the cool thing. So, Danny, uh, you know, in the Moya Ruiz history, you guys have had some controversial releases. You had some controversial releases. Like, for instance, uh, the let's go through some of these. In just in my mind, this is off the top of my head. The nunchuck, right? That the, you did a video for it that you had to take down for some reason. I don't, I don't <laughs> remember exactly. Zell, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly what the deal was there. And then the, the Chinese finger trap. Uh, the box, uh, the initial box design c caused some waves because it looked so much like a kid's toy box. And then there was yeah. people saying, like, you know, is it an actual, like, finger trap? You know, yeah, is well, it that was my favorite part was the people were like, it's not even a real finger trap. It's like, <laughs> how would you get the cigar out? Of the <laughs> <laughs> you smoke the, it's like a s tobacco finger trap that you oh. smoke through. Uh, Wait, actually, that, well, uh, never mind, boys. <laughs> That's mine. But uh, so, so Danny, you, uh, is, this seems to be sort of like an uh, ongoing thing for you guys, doing some, uh, I don't know, what, what you call them. Unorthodox. Unorthodox uh, releases. You know what it is? We have a lot of fun with these projects, and it's, it's like I've said before, a lot of these 
companies, big or small, it, like you're not going to see Fuente come out with a pair of hand grippers or Padron come out with a pair of hand grippers. So it's like probably not. Why not make something that the normal, you know, uh, consumer would want to see on the market? Right. You know, it's it's uh, you know, it's it's fun stuff. We and, and for us, it's always sold very well. So, you know, we don't mind doing it. But at the we same time, you're these are Lazona products. So you're, you're the, you know, they're going to be good. It's um, just like I, I don't know about you, Jack, but the finger trap still to this day one of my favorites. I, I I was telling Danny before the show I smoked my last one two weeks ago. You you alluded to a story about that blend, but that is one of my favorite cigars, bar none ever. Like I would hang on to those like like precious gems. Yeah, that that by far is uh, from our lineup. That's that's my favorite blend, and that blend it was pretty funny because. Uh, Hector, when he blended that for us, he was like, I'm going to make something so strong that it's going to kill him. <laughs> you know, I make something, it's not strong enough, and they want it stronger, so he made it. And uh, I was, you know, when I tried it, I was like, man, this is just great. I remember when Eric first tried it, he was he was actually up here, we were in New York, and he was like, you can't, this is, you know, way too strong, nobody's going to buy this. And uh, look, it, it did phenomenal for us. Yeah, that was a fun, fun cigar, um, and I'm assuming that um, you know anything out of. I, I'm just a, I'm a Lazona kind of fan. That's I'm a sort of a fanboy. I have to, I have to admit. But um, so I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the hand gripper myself. Um, Aba, what does a box of these cost? You get uh, twelve of these because you get six pairs. So uh, what what will a box cost, folks? I have no idea. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. God, I can't really remember. Two grand? No. Eleven ninety five a cigar. I think it's ninety nine dollars for the box, right? Yeah, box is a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there I, I was. Go. I was trying to just throw that out for you, but I didn't realize you. I cry. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, I'm barely functional these days. This is like the worst week of my life. Yeah, you got a lot. Uh... I talked to my wife in two weeks. She doesn't even talk to me. She knows better. <laughs> <laughs> Abe, we got your we got your producer Paul on on Facebook Live saying to take it easy. You got a big show tomorrow. Oh, dude, Paul. <laughs> Official Paul. statement. <laughs> so, why why don't you ask him why he's not going to be on the show tomorrow? Oh, well, that yeah. we'll see we'll see his response. All of a sudden, yeah. just live, we've got this <laughs> KMA, the end of KMA. Abe, could you? I, could, I normally don't have to deal with Paul on Saturdays. You guys bought him into this awesome, nice, comfortable, fun show. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's on me. Abe, can you fire can you fire Paul live on our show? That would be, I think that'd be that'd be Coop's watching too, <laughs> so he can break the story. It kind of happens once a week, and then we just realize we can't afford better. <laughs> hey, if you guys are watching on Facebook, if you have questions for either Abe or Danny, uh, feel free to post them right on the Facebook feed with hashtag Ask Dojo, so we can so that we can find them. Uh, now, Danny, I can see just oh look oh there we go there's the shirt. Abe, talk about this shirt. You've been you've been putting together a shirt that has uh, patches from various groups and clubs. Do you see and the monstrosity on the front there? Yeah, it's it's, it's delicious beautiful. looking. It's beautiful. Yes, it's, it's a big big patch. You're yes, I I have a theme now. It's it's hashtag make Abe a NASCAR. <laughs> I'm gonna patch this thing up both sides until there's no more black space on it. That mm -hmm. is gonna be. 
That is now, I don't know if there's that many patches in the cigar industry because this is like a lot of shirt. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you maybe know, maybe Danny's maybe so, Danny's shirt you could patch up. <laughs> I appreciate if everyone would start making their patches like twice the size. <laughs> see a, a cigar coop banner. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, really special thanks to you guys and everybody out there who sent me patches. This is uh, one of my KMA shirts I wear every week on the show, so uh, I'm donning this one tomorrow with pride when we do our show live tomorrow. So uh, you guys. Also, thank you very much for sending for patching me up. Who's got who's on the show tomorrow, Abe? Hiram and Solomon, guys. Interesting fellas. Okay. Interesting yeah. fellas. We're gonna talk about their their, you know, how they got the cigar business or life as Masons and how that uh, extrapolated oh, yeah, into yeah. the cigar industry, you know. Cool stuff. And uh, folks can listen to that. Can via... you, uh, yeah, can you ask them if they know where the National Treasure is? Because I've watched <laughs> that movie a lot, and I have gotten no hints or, or where Nicholas Cage is. Yeah, or just <laughs> where Nicholas Cage is. I need to know. I've seen National Treasure and the sequel, and I'm trying to see maybe a third sequel. So if you could just kind of put a word in. I know where the National Treasure is. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, look at that. Abe, how long have you guys been doing KMA? Oh, man, KMA is going on at least, um, it's got to be seventh year. I mean, we're at something like 330 episodes, you know, so. What did, what, have you, what have you learned in all that time? I mean, like, how has the show progressed? What's different from now and the oh, first show? Well, the show? The show really has progressed a lot as far as terrestrial radio. Mm. Um, you know, we had no experience in terrestrial radio as far as how to produce a show, how to run a show. Um, the quality of Cam, I mean, honestly, is when I listen to some of the earlier episodes, I cringe. Yep. You know, listening to our old producer play the trumpet, we had to guess what song it was. I mean, some of the stuff that we did on the air was so dumb. I don't know how we kept listener based. Well, welcome to our world, Abe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was so bad. I mean, listen, our interviews were always great, you know, but the structure of the show was the, the time, the, the stuff that we filled the other time with was so elementary and, 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 you know, literally sophomoric. It was terrible. Um, so the, the the format and the quality of the show, I think, has gotten very, very evolved and better. And we've gotten to the point now, as, as guys on the host, if we don't have a guest, we can still carry a show. Mm. I mean, which, which, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever done a late night live without a guest. All the time. Yeah, so, so you're used to it. We, we had never done that. You know, the meat and potatoes of our two-hour show. Yes, you know, because we have to follow a time clock and a format, you know, format has always been that, you know, three segments was dedicated to a guest. And if he was awesome, we'd make it more segments, you know. If they're bad, it was a two-segment guest show, you know. That's why so, when I'm on the show, I'm like a half-segment. Yes. <laughs> That's your nickname is half-segment. Half-segment. That was my nickname <laughs> in high school. <laughs> we, had, we had the bloggers corner for a while, which you had been on uh, yeah. many, many times. Which was great, and we, you know, I, I always, I always respected a lot of what the bloggers bought to the cigar industry, and, and always dealt with bloggers uh, very early on in, in, in my career, and I, I think the whole evolution of bloggers in the cigar industry. Um, but we soon realized that only very few of you guys could actually talk, and they were very good at typing on a keyboard. Total, so. total dorks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it became a very rough segment. So. Uh, you know, one of my favorite segments really was always, uh, you know, are you smarter than a stripper? That was classic. Out of all the dumb, like, silly segments, that one actually kind of had some merit in my book. It kind of <laughs> had some really quality entertainment there. Yes. But, you know, getting strippers to come in at 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning after working till 5 a.m. is not the easiest. That's what I always tell my mom. I've always <laughs> told her. I said, it's so hard. You don't realize. Yeah. 
That wasn't the most reliable thing. So, and, and we learned a lot about how radio works because terrestrial radio is a whole different thing. You know, getting in markets like Atlanta and Tampa and Long Island. You know, it it, it, it took us a long time before we kind of figure out how to get the program directors interested. In. You know, honestly, it's not my full time gig. It's kind of a hobby. It's developed into something pretty large and real, and I enjoy doing it every Saturday. I mean, every Saturday it's, it's a thing, you know, but I enjoy it. Um, but I don't work at all the time. We'd probably be in a lot more cities if I kind of, that's what I did, and went out and met program directors and pitched a show. But we don't. We just kind of let it evolve. But we're happy with, with the footprint we got and the presence we have. And being back at iHeartMedia uh, this year is, was huge for us. Mm. We love being back with those guys. And um, we're just still feeling the groove of getting back in there, but we hope this year to reach out to a lot of other iHeartMedia program directors hopefully can show out there a little bit more. Abe, who was the worst guest you ever had on the show? Man, you know, I don't even have to think about that question. Really? I can, I can tell you right away. And the reason why I can tell you right away, I was so excited that I actually was able to get him on because this is somebody that most people in the cigar industry haven't met. And his heritage and his family is probably one of the deepest, not just in the cigar universe, but in the history of the Dominican Republic. Jack Taranio, I get it. Yeah, Jack Taranio, <laughs> man. That's... Terrible no, interview. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, man. Between their history, you know, uh, their family, Grupo Leon, their banks, mm. their uh, relationship with R.J. Reynolds and uh, uh, Philip Morris, excuse me, owning Philip Morris and Philip Morris, the beer, everything they've done in DR. I thought, man, we would just have endless supply of stuff to talk about. He was literally, listen, it wasn't that there was anything wrong. He just, he called in from the Dominican, probably not comfortable speaking, you know, English or whatever, but everything was like a two-word answer, <laughs> and it was just such a it was just such a grind to try to get a conversation. I remember we cut that we cut that you know interview shorter than it probably was slotted for. And I was, like, oh, man. I was so disappointed. Uh, and who uh, would you say looking back on it was like wow this this was this guy was great and it can't be Eric he was he was the most amazing can't be Master Sensei but besides me besides me who was the greatest guest you've ever had on the show. You know, we've had really cool interviews and sometimes surprising interviews, especially a lot of times when they're new guys. My first time meeting them, especially I don't have if, if I don't have a relationship with them on the cigar side, because we bring guests on that I don't buy from or deal with on a professional level because I treat them both separately. So, you know, the show's one thing and my business in the cigar sure. industry is a secondary thing. So, you know, Fred, Fred Rui was a, as a first guest was a great interview. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite interviews, honestly, because we talked about his life. His career, his family, and he got into cigars were was honestly Armand Desanti. We had Armand mm. Desanti on the show. I really enjoyed that interview. That was a really um, and he came in studio, which was even double cool. You know, he didn't call in. You know, um, uh, another great interview for me was Mike Ditka because he was my childhood hero. Uh -huh. You know, um, another great great episode that I really enjoyed recently because um, one. These, the guys that I interact with, look, I've been doing this 23 years. I'm here in South Florida. I kind of interact with a lot of these people on a regular basis. So the guys that I interact with for the first time on the show are sometimes the most exciting things because I'm not just asking for our viewers. I'm kind of asking for myself because I don't know. And um, Gabby Cathy was one of my favorite interviews that I can remember doing recently. Hmm. Very awesome interview between talking about his family and how his mom and dad met and how he got in the cigar business and just got to know him and really such a nice guy. I mean... Honestly, that interview and meeting him got me to want to bring in his cigars. You know, we started carrying his cigars. So 
Um, he, he was another great interview. But there's always surprises. I mean, it's you never know. Then you got the guys like Matt Booth that you just can't control. And you never know what. The, you never yes. know what direction the show is going in. Uh, yes, I've been I've been there several times. Matt Booth is the whole reason I have a position at this on this show. Eric, you were kind of tired, and you were like. We have Matt Booth tonight, and I don't know if I can handle it. And, <laughs> you know what happened? and I haven't, and I haven't left. It's been almost a year. <laughs> we just can't. We haven't been able to get rid of him since. Yeah, you were like, I don't know if I can handle Matt Booth, and then, <laughs> boom, stuck with me. Say that again. It was a year. Can you do that one more time? It was a year. That was very <laughs> Jewish, Jewish mother. Now, D- Danny, Danny, I got a question for you. So, I mean, if you were on social media, you wouldn't even notice that your brand went anywhere. I see your your cigars smoked left and right. What does that strategy look like with refocusing and coming back? And how do you approach? I mean, do you stick with a lot of the old classics? Do you want to come in fresh? What's what are you guys looking at moving forward? You know, it's funny. That's a great question because the year and a half that we were kind of, you know, quiet, we saw that. You know, you see people posting the cigars and you know the core lines and the limited stuff, and you're like, wow, you know, it's pretty crazy that you could kind of be quiet for a year and a half, and still so many people are posting your stuff. Sure. Um, but for us, it's you know we realized that our big success was, or or they were our limited releases, and that's that's really the 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 direct and, and where the focus is for the future. We want to do a lot more smaller batch stuff with. You know, stuff that's going to be for the online retailers, stuff that's going to be, you know, the brick and mortars. So that's really where we want to focus, uh, you know, the company. for. The Will future. you continue to produce the uh, La Higada Habano? That's that's what I'm really, I, I need to know that. Well, we <laughs> on, uh, that one cigar of the year for the dojo. Yeah, that was one of my favorite cigars ever. In fact, in fact, Danny, didn't we smoke that with you for the first time uh, in Vegas, remember? Yeah, that was. A, it's funny. That was our first trade show. With that, it's crazy. That our first trade show was amazing, amazing. Yeah, that was a blast. We had a. That was such a great. Cig- I still love that. That's one of my favorite cigars. Um, strong but flavorful. Um, I'm kind of expecting the same thing from the hand gripper. So that's why I'm gonna get my hands on that. <laughs> why didn't we get some hand grippers, Jack? I literally, I have two. And I don't know why I said them. literally. I didn't bring them. Oh, I mean, you could you probably couldn't even close one of them. All right, so uh, we're gonna get some audience questions. Uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Everybody, hang with us after after the break. We'll get some audience questions. And Jack, we're gonna do our weekly top five. And not only that, but we are going to announce the winners. So our winner, somebody is going to win a ticket to the Great Smoke live oh on the boy. show tonight. Uh, we had the contest start a couple weeks ago. Hopefully, you guys all entered. There was lots of entries. Uh, I'm going to have Abe pick a random number. We'll pick a winner. So some lucky person is going to walk away with a ticket for the Great Smoke. So we'll be right back after this break. Here at SeriousCigars.com, we specialize in premium high-end and boutique cigars, along with carrying a wide selection of the most popular cigar brands around. We have an array of premium cigars, accessories, humidors, cutters, and lighters. When new products hit the market, SeriousCigars.com is the first to have them available for sale. We offer a variety of promotions to all of our customers. As an added bonus, order by 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and your order ships the very same day. Our best in-class customer service team can help with whatever you need. We are SeriousCigars.com. You live a cigar lifestyle? Do you have a passion for fine beer, premium spirits, and old cuisine? If so, you are in the right place. This is Cigars.com. What makes Cigars.com unique 
It's not only its superb selection of premium cigars, but the fact that it is powered by you. We will showcase special deals and features along with tips and tricks from industry experts to enhance your cigar lifestyle. A new era in cigars have arrived, and it starts here. Jack, Jack, you're back. You I totally didn't go pee. <laughs> you made it back, Jack. Definitely didn't go pee just now. Uh, uh, that was perfect timing. Perfect timing. Gotta fix my hair. Perfect timing. So uh, if you're joining us just now on Facebook Live, uh, if you got questions, we have uh, Abe Babna from Smoke In, and of course, Danny Moya, the uh, Moya of uh, Moya Ruiz Cigars. <laughs> Danny Moya, the Moya. The Moya of <laughs> the, the Moyle. <laughs> There's a lot of circumcision jokes on this show tonight. <laughs> what is, I don't know what's, what's happening, but um, so uh, also Jack, our weekly top five tonight, which is going to be the top five comebacks of all time. The top five Apt. comebacks. It was almost like we planned this of what? all time since uh, Moya Ruiz is making their big comeback. I would love to take an opportunity to pitch uh, Cigar Wars, Cigar Wars 2.0. Yeah, that's right, Cigar Wars. It's on. The Cigar Dojo app on the side scroll. Hit Cigar Wars. Totally revamped. It's incredible. Check it out. Uh, by the way, uh, Cigar Wars, we, we continue to develop. But what's really cool about that, you know, Jordan adding cigars all the time, is I don't know. How many possible battles are there now, Jordan? There's about 20,000 combinations. 20,000 combination battles. Uh, Jordan, what's, what's the top cigar <laughs> right, right now? As we speak, because it's 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 updated, it's Jack. A, it's a changing thing. There are people all over the world. Last time voting. I thought it was a uh, right. it was the uh, warped uh, Grand Reserva. Was right that now last it week? is uh, Padron 1926 uh, Maduro. Ah, oh, so that's the, great. The Padron 1920. That's that's a fantastic cigar. So that's number one right now. What was the cigar of the day? What's the cigar of the day? The cigar of the day yesterday <laughs> was the Macanudo Inspirado Black. Really. Uh, that is a bit of a shocker. It's a bit of a hey, shocker. It's a people's choice. It's a bit. It's the people's. Hey, it's just like it's like Tinder. You like two cigars. You swipe left or swipe right. You click right or quite click left. And in the background, it's uh, see Eric. You're proving all the kids out. wrong. You're still hip. Tinder references and whatnot. Ah, uh, yeah. You just, got it. Just because I, I, I like to think of it as Tinder meets IMDb. It's uh, like yeah. a complete database of all the cigars you can find out. A breakdown of their blend, what the strength level is, the flavor level is, what the notes are, and similar cigars that are related to that cigar. That's IMDb. The Tinder is the fun part. And not only that, but you can find out information on every com all the companies, factories, and such. See what the top-rated cigar for a certain company is. Right. Absolutely. So check it out. If you, uh, if you want, it's on, like Jordan said, it's on the app or, Matt, or Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just name, I just name everybody I, in the studio. That's what I do with my kids. I, I'll be like, Chloe, Abram, get one of those kids, you know. So uh, let's welcome back to the show uh, Abe and Danny. Welcome back to the show, fellas. Thanks for taking time on a Friday night to join us, both of you guys. We've gotten a couple questions. Abe, if people want to know what kind of goodies do you have in that humidor behind you? Oh. Do you uh, do everything you in there is really, really old or really, really rare. Ooh, give well, us give us an example. Oh man, I got an original Avo Le Five in there. Oh, oh my god! Like, I only it's got one of those original. Tommy like I got some of the original Miami La Aurora Hundred Años Perforitos when they were first made from the first batch. Ooh, safe uh, to say you like cigars. Say it again. 
Safe to say you like cigars. A little bit. Well, that's what's <laughs> cool about the Boynton store is you guys have that secret room with all the pre-embargo Cubans and whatnot. You don't see he's, that he's, Now he's standing up. You don't see this. Yeah, I got some original Partagas 150s in there. I can't um, see it. I got some Liga Provada cigars that were handwritten by Steve Saka before they actually even started passing them out. Wow. This was yeah, a loaded question. some weird, weird stuff in here. What? How weird? <laughs> it's like a shrunken I have, head. <laughs> I, have, I have these cool cigars that Carlito gave made for me one time for my wedding. That's what I've always... I, same thing, man. <laughs> my humidor say we'd have the same conversation. It's crazy. Carlito made me these. Wow, look at that. Jeez. Well, he called him the Aben Brandy, and if you know my wife, you'll get the joke. Got it. I got, oh. I got the joke. That's very clever. Oh, <laughs> Abe, yeah. Abe, have you had the new LEO 5? No, I didn't. Oh, man. It's fantastic. People, is it really? It is. It is, it is, it is fantastic. No, I, I I kid you not. It's best cigar I smoked last year. It was. Oh rude. come on! I'm not messing with you. My hand to God. I'm doing the hand thing. <laughs> you know, I kind of, I kind of um, when they, when I saw they were doing that, and I, 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 obviously the the old remake of the, the real big Adobo Twenty Twos were. I'm like, man, how are they doing these again? Because honestly, I can't remember what it tasted like. Mm-hmm. You know the, the originals anymore. You know, so I mean, I've got this one. I don't know what I'm saving it for. I just I need to smoke it eventually. Absolutely. Also, people are wondering, Danny, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking a. Uh, it's a. I was a local say, if you it's pickle juice. It looks like pickle juice. <laughs> huh? Do it looks pick- like pickle juice. <laughs> no, it's actually called Brady's Nightmare. I actually shared it on Facebook. Uh, Brady's Brady. Nightmare. It should be. It's a great beer. I was going to say, Danny, if you said you were drinking something that Carlito Fuente made you, I was going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> a Carlito Fuente homebrew. Danny, uh, of all of the releases that you guys have done, Dimock, Pickle Juice, The Rake, well, what, what's, sort of the, what's sort of the one that you, know, you're, you, you, you personally like the most? Which is my baby? Yeah. Yes. The, the Finger Trap. Like a, a green just cracker the, treat, and just the the, uh, the blend. Like that is my favorite, and all the attention that it got. I mean, my God, it was, it was just awesome, awesome yeah. release for us. You know what? Not too long ago, Danny, we were in um, uh, we were in uh, Philly, and then we drove down with Jeff Todd into Delaware somewhere, and we stopped at some random store in Delaware, and right there on the shelf was a box of. Finger traps. We were like, "Oh my gosh, what a blast from the past!" Just sitting there, just a little gem from the was past. That, that was a Delaware cigar, right? It might have been. Yeah, I, I think like some little teensy. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> where. I don't remember where we gas were. Station. It's pretty, it is. That's what it's like. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that was a bigger place. Yeah, but it was cool seeing that there, just sitting there on the shelf in its original box and stuff. You know, who? Who's I, I, yeah. Only three. Three full boxes. Uh, mm. I think I got one box remaining, and I I, I, I don't want to open it because I'll give a toe, a toe for a box. You will give me a toe. Do you remember the pinky. samples? Which that we toe? Got? Pinky. You'll cut off your pinky toe right now. <laughs> there's a knife in that. In that <laughs> there's a knife in that drawer. 127 hours style, baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will do that. Oh man, that'd be great. Do you remember the samples we first got of the finger trap? Or yeah, the samples. The, the samples you sent us of the finger trap. Initially, were butt pressed. They were literally, <laughs> they were literally flat as a pancake, 
And we were like, they were good. <laughs> you guys were like, you gotta try. It's it's gonna be good. You love it. Which did Eric say that? Was it Eric Espinosa? No, I don't know. But it was it, it, it was literally as flat as a pancake. But it still tasted amazing. It still tasted. Did amazing. he chip them that way, or did they just get that way in transit? I don't know. I mean, that's that's <laughs> Hector. Hector sat on him. That's yeah. what happened. Hector oh, sat on him before they mailed him. <laughs> yeah, they were. I'm gonna get in trouble for that they one. They were right? definitely butt pressed in some some manner or another. But um, so okay, so uh, this is it. The the big week, Abe. Great smoke. I know you're crazy busy. Danny, this is exciting. Danny, you're going to be down at the event? I will be, yeah. First time. It's funny. Like I was telling you guys off air that the first time I met Abe at uh, remember, Abe? You were like, uh, you've never come to my event. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. Sorry about that. You didn't come to Lollabella. Listen to me. I can't remember. You know, it's really funny because every year I'll see people after the event. And I go, I'll see them. You didn't come. You weren't there Saturday. This is like on Monday morning. Sometimes, They're like, dude, you talked to me like for three minutes. I'm like, oh, sorry. I mean, I, it's it's such a blur, man. That day is just for any any. Listen, I know the consumers love it, and you know, but for any of these companies out there that put, and listen, I went to Cigar Fest up in the Poconos, right? I don't care how many people you got. These are still major major amounts of work to put this stuff together. Absolutely. So, you know, I hope everybody out there really appreciates these cigar companies and other other companies within myself who really go to the effort to put these things together. And, you know, for us, always is its inception, um, 100% of our net ticket sales has always gone to a charity over the years. Mm. And currently, it's the Kids Cancer Foundation. So uh, it's a good way for me to give back. So that, that we've always uh, done that over the years. And uh, that's always a good feeling for me too. So that's another reason why I kind of like doing it. Now, Abe, this your event has sort of turned into kind of like a four segment, maybe even five segment event. You've got, you've got the pre dinner, which this year is the. Oh, you started with the kickoff party. You've already you're already two days in now, bro. Oh, oh, so Thursday, right? You have the kickoff, right? Thursday's a kickoff party at our new Davidoff Lounge in West Palm Beach. And then and then Friday, there's sort of two events going on two. simultaneously. Yes. Right, and that's the the Red Meat Lovers Club dinner, and then the Rocky Patel uh, party at your is that at the Boynton store, correct? Uh, yeah, it's our Cassie Mike Christmas store in Boynton Beach. We we've always done a pre-event dinner, and and and, and this is the first year the dinner is actually going to be at not at a restaurant. It's going to be at, at the South Florida Fairgrounds, and I I made a post about this. One of my hesitations to ever try or complications of moving the venue is. We, for the last, I think, maybe four years, five years, we've done it at Roost Chris. And they've always done a really good job of providing a good dinner. And it's always, it's always been kept at 70 people. You know, and this is an event where there's, you know, thousands of people here. So, and, and definitely oh, hundreds who fly in. So um, not everybody can make that dinner. So we started doing a, a second event at the store. So there's at least a store event for those people who couldn't get a dinner ticket or make it to dinner. But now at the fairgrounds this year, one of the challenges was how do you do an event that's catered by somebody outside, but still to the caliber of the Roos Chris. Mm -hmm. And literally about a year ago, and it was right right around this time, I met Evan Darnell, Secretary of the State of the Red Meat Lovers Club. And he'd come in literally like a month before the Great Smoke, tell me about this group he's got of men, real men. It's a men-only group, and they do these dinners once a month. I'm like, dude, this sounds awesome. I mean, I, I want to be part of it, but like literally you came at the worst time of the year. You like, we talk and like, Three weeks and you know whatever, and he was playing about it or whatever. And I didn't hear from him for a couple months. I think it was in either March or April. Um, I just got a Facebook message. I want you to be uh, you and a guest to come to a uh, beefsteak dinner he was holding, which is like this old traditional 
men's dinner they used to have, like in the 50s, where they go with these aprons and they eat with their hands and there's no utensils allowed. And I remember with my operations guy, we're like, man, I'm beat. Do you want to go to this dinner? No, I don't want to go to this dinner. I just, you know, the guy really has been coming to me and wanting me to come. I really don't want to insult him. Let's just drive and show up for an hour, you know, show our presence, wave, and we'll get the hell out of there. Dude, we were there until midnight. Wow. Yeah, through our life, and we've been going like to almost every one every month. So these guys throw such an over-the-top, ridiculous feeding frenzy of extravaganza that when I saw his catering company in the group that he works with, Potions and Motions, and we started talking, it was just like a perfect match. So we're hoping this dinner is going to be like the most insane dinner. Now, because we're not in a venue, we can actually go more than 70 people. So we, we actually have the capacity to do a 300-person dinner. All right. And, so, then, and then uh, yeah, August Friday night, right? Friday, and then Saturday you go right into the big. I like how you emphasize the day. You go right into the big event, the Great Smoke. What you know, folks can expect to get uh, how many? How many cigars do you get when you get a general admission? Well, we got forty-six cigar manufacturers there presenting a brand, so they'll walk out with forty-six no matter what. There's ways to get other cigars from other things that you participate in. We got like two huge tables of these awesome prizes from reclining chairs to an egg grill and stuff like that. So the more stuff you inter- you get one like raffle for showing up, but the more stuff you interact with, uh, you, you get more tickets. So you get a better chance to win some of these prizes. But, you know, one of the things after 13 years, which is really, really hard, is trying to keep it fresh. Sure. Because people want to go back and talk about something cool, you know? So, and that's kind of been the challenge. And, uh, this year, I think we really got a couple new things. We're going to have this gentleman, Jack, engraving, engraving stations. Um, this was just a mock-up bottle, but, like, uh, I don't know if you'll be able to see it on there, but our, our, our smoking logo is actually engraved on the oh, back I can there. I see it. No, that's cool. And then on the front, they put uh, your name. So they'll put, like, you know, you know uh, Eric's private stock. And um, uh, these guys will be there engraving bottles for people all day long who want to take them home. And then this year, we got one of the cool things in the uh, Rhino booth. We're going to have an actual cash machine with a bucks. Whatever you can grab of these, you'll actually win and be able to spend that day at the event. And we got a couple specially marked ones that are worth like $500 in there. So some cool stuff going on this year. I usually find myself at, right around the bourbon tables. <laughs> I, the, I, I haven't been for a long time, but I remember last time I went, I got messed up <laughs> and that's 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 a testament to me more than the event but you're allowed they give you the tools to be your own boss and Smoking. well i don't know if you guys are fans but for the first time in 13 years mccallan is going to be at the event oh, so, i can i can be yeah. a fan that's, that's easy. pretty cool and then so. so then saturday night you have another event that goes on Two events Saturday night. Two events. Jeez, I yeah. saw a part of night. party experiment rhino. Okay. So a phenomenal bash. And anybody with a TGS lanyard gets in for free. Scott Weeks um, has been the host. Last, I think he's just becoming Mr. After Party now. I think he just wants that every <laughs> year. He he gets his big package with rhino before he gets there. So I think he's already prepaid for like 20 bottles and has bought rhino money to pass out to everybody. So... It's worth going, but you know what? That kind of scene's not for everybody. So we actually have an event at our Davidoff Lounge that night again uh, that's going to be hosted by Her- the Herman Solomon guys. And okay. uh, there's a cigar group down here called the Grown Ash Society, and they're doing their one-year anniversary party there. So that's going on. And then Sunday morning, uh, we 
cap it all off with one of the best brunches you're going to get in Palm Beach County, and then I'd probably go into hibernation. <laughs> so there's still some tickets left. How do folks get involved if they want to? If they don't the win tonight. TheGreatSmoke.com. Right. If you just go to TheGreatSmoke.com, there are some dinner tickets. No, there's definitely dinner tickets available. Okay. And there's general admission tickets still available. VIP tickets for the main event are all gone. And um, the other in-store events are all free. So if you're in town okay. and you you know, you know got nothing going on, and even if you're not going to The Great Smoke, go to one of those events. We'll have a blast. All right. That's what we plan to do. Hey, hey, Danny, uh, I, I happen to know that you've been really working the hand gripper pretty hard. Because um, <laughs> I have, I do have a picture. I do have a picture of Danny. Let me see if I can. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up for the to viewers. This is this is Danny. That uh, this is Danny after the uh, after working with the hand gripper for a while. Look at that, Jack. Jeez, Danny, you got some. You got some cannons. You can't see it on on our regular feed, and that might just be like a internet thing maybe you don't have like the latency or something but it seems like based on this picture you've been really you've been working the hand gripper now now nelson i don't think has been working yeah that. danny can we, we we almost got into it earlier what happened to your compatriot we, we really kind of don't know i think like wedding anniversary this trying to do things and he kind of put his back so what was he what was he doing you know, that, all that stuff is kind of private. <laughs> <laughs> I have some pictures of what he's been doing. That now I'm this showing. is alleged, and I, I'm not in the. We're not in the rumor biz. No teasers. <laughs> There's footage. Um, we've heard through the grapevine that Nelson was injured doing yoga. <laughs> now I don't know if this is true or false, but there are some images, some pretty damning images. Coming oh, that's across, funny. Coming across the Facebook <laughs> feed. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> has a Facebook feed and good on Nelson for bettering himself and you know getting his chi on, but he's sorely missed tonight. Yeah, this is my favorite one right here where he's. I mean, look at that. Look at the form. I mean, he's trying. You he's guys trying. are terrible. He's trying. He's working it. <laughs> hey, you guys are terrible. I look. No, no. We're not in the rumor business, but that's just what's what we've heard. Oh, he's hugging the ball. No, tell tell Nelson that we really miss him, and we wish he'd have been on tonight. We wish him the best. Yeah, but I know he's got a, a Namas back injury. Nelson. Yeah. You guys are too kind. Tell him he's a wussy. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I'm damaged. I don't know if you can see that bruise right. Look at me. I'm, I'm, I, I, I knocked myself out this weekend. Yoga, too? No, dude. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If I had this on videotape, what happened to me, I'd have like 10 million views in a couple of days. It literally is like the most insane I knocked my I knocked the air out of myself. <laughs> what what happened? Is that that's the whole story we're gonna get? No. Are you saving I mean, it for KMA? I mean, I make it fast. I literally came home from KMA, got on the couch. I'm playing with my kids, right? And I don't know if you can see how bad this is, but this is nothing today with the bruise here. I was playing with my kids. I fell asleep. Sure. I wake up, and there's a grizzly bear. There. <laughs> nobody's there. I look down, and my dog is shitting on the rug with diarrhea. <laughs> So I, true story. I jump up and scream, no! Dog freaks out, starts running while she's shitting. Oh, I her, oh, grab her. That's a worst case scenario. I, listen to me. When I say I'm running top speed, understand. It's now Carl Lewis top speed. Sure. But I'm 400 plus pounds, man. There's some G-force going on here. So I come around the bend and we hit the tile. And, you know, of course, dogs when they hit the tile, they start running in place because they got no traction. 
And I don't know what happened, guys. Just, I, some, it, it was the dog karma universe just zapped me for chasing the dog. But I lost my footing, and now I'm flailing forward. <laughs> I'm, not, not, I'm not, wait, hold on. That's not even the funny part. I'm probably flailing for a good 15 to 20 feet. No. Speed until the solid wood banister on my stairwell stops me by me slamming into it with my chest. Oh, man. I, I cracked the post. <laughs> and I literally bounce off it like rubber. That's how hard I hit it. And I'm on the floor. Now, whatever happened to my arm, I don't know. Pain, I think it's come off at the shoulder, right? My chest is all bruised. And I've knocked my air out of me. And I haven't had the air knocked out of me since I played football. So I just want you to this image now. I'm on the floor like a cripple. I'm grasping my chest, and I'm breathing like this. My wife and her friend hear this, come running in the room, see me on the floor. There's poop everywhere. They're screaming. They're crying. They want to call 911. They think you pooped. I tell them. I'm like. It's, it's hysterical. Uh... They're so unorganized. They don't know where their cell phones are. They can't find the cordless phones in the house. Literally 20 seconds later, breaths start coming back to me, and the and they're, they're over me. I see my, my eyes are my wife's eyes are watering. My her friend's face is pale, and the first words on my mouth was, "Kill the fucking dog!" <laughs> they look at each other like, "Did he kill the dog?" They have no idea what happened. Uh, they probably. Yeah. Yeah, they probably, thought the, they, probably, they probably thought the poop was yours initially. <laughs> they didn't see the poop. The dog obviously now in some corner traumatized hiding. They just came out and see me lying on the floors. Crazy. Well, I completely changed my mind. Before the show, I said I would pay anything to see Nelson injure himself doing yoga. If I could go back in time to any moment, I would love to see you almost knock yourself unconscious. I'm Can, telling you. Can you imagine the scenario in which the firefighters show up to your house and you're just standing there and you're like, so there's poop everywhere. Right. So, guys, uh, something not so chill happened. I'm fine. Poop's not mine. My arm is black and blue, literally from the elbow to its shoulder. My chest is black. It looked like a truck hit me. Okay. And all I did was chase my dog. What kind of dog are we talking about here? Yeah, are we talking a small dog, a big Schnauzer? dog? Total doodle. She's got good stride. She's got good stride. Long legs. We're going to give you a little bit of uh, man card back on that one. For that. <laughs> I thought I had a good uh, bruise story with the. Uh, Has this not the, been told? In the hockey. No, because oh. it happened Sunday. But well, I'm gonna. I I would like if you would give me the honor to tell it. Well, as long as you tell it. Truthfully. I will tell it justly. <laughs> will you tell it truthfully? So in our in our adult <laughs> men's roller hockey league. Eric is is pretty dang good. He's he's you know for never actually playing. You've coached. You uh, yeah. you know you've been around the game forever. Sure. Yeah, but you never actually played in a league. Is that no, correct? That's correct. So I, I would say you're pretty good. You're one of our assets on our team. So you get kind of involved in some sort of scrum around the opposing net. I was going at about 100 miles an hour. You're going about 62 <laughs> miles an hour on the autobahn, but. You kind of get around the net, and you kind of get like a, a weird situation where you're entangled, yeah. and and just the your feet come out from under you, and you land, bang, snap on on the net. On, so, on well, the first first I hit my tailbone, and then I skidded, and my left butt cheek hit the, <laughs> hit the metal part of the buttock. the uh, the, the, left the net. Buttock. Yes, and then you 
<laughs> you roll over and you're doing the ah, <laughs> and you're like like gloves uh, are off like the gloves pop off and it's like oh no it's serious i thought i was what happened was when i first hit the ground my spinal cord separated like this and wow, then when like my a slinky like a slinky and then when my butt hit the the when my butt hit the the net mooring my spine just happened to pop back on. It was pure luck. And you're doing the, and you're doing the like, the first thing that happens, which is a problem, is is your gloves come off. Because I the, knew at that point. And then that the it second was, thing is you're bad. doing the roll back and forth, and and, he and came, he got up swinging too. But tell, but tell the tell. Yeah. The, so so you're like rolling, and it's it's not like a quick like ah, it's like a good. You're down there for a while. Like yeah. My initial bad. thought was he's dead. He's never gonna. He's not gonna play the rest of the season. He's never gonna play again. Period. <laughs> and then, he so might you not kinda, walk again. You, yeah, you, you might not walk again. You kind of get up and you're like, Ugh. and then you kind of, you know, you know, limp off to the bench and you go, "Who did that? <laughs> who pushed me? <laughs> who, who was that to push me?" And then you can't, you physically can't sit. So you're no. standing there, and then you know, we we were playing for a minute or so. And then some guy comes off, and it's not even your shift at that point. No, I just wanted back on. But you just you just hop back on. I just and scored then, a goal. And then yeah, and then you you know you're fighting against all odds. <laughs> Jordan gives you a back pass, and you score. It's like Miko ran, and it's like <laughs> now this is a, as you this fall. This is the greatest telling. As you fall, <laughs> the puck just. It's like it was like the Paul Korea comeback against yeah, Scott was. Stevens. The puck is just fluttering like a little butterfly. And, and I pointed and goalie, at that guy. The goalie tips it and it just goes past his glove. I pointed at and that guy. And it goes guy. in. It was like Rocky Four. You're just like, <laughs> that was that that was a big comeback. That was a big comeback in oh, the game. In what the a game. setup. Wait, we lost. We lost. <laughs> we, did, we, we were winning. But it was a comeback point. for me. At that point, we were winning. And I gotta say, me. from a neutral perspective. I thought you were faking it. I thought that was I a big-time faker move. I was And not. they thought, like, you're going to make them no. think that you're hurt. No, I was not faking. Fake it. But uh, speaking of comebacks, Moya Ruiz, big comeback. So don't, that brings <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. They've been here for years. That, that brings us to the weekly top five, Jack. It's the weekly top five. And this week, by the way, Jeff Todd, here's your favorite music. It's the weekly top five greatest comebacks of all time. So uh, the greatest comebacks of all time, Jack, this could be literally about anything, right? Yeah, we didn't want to make it just sports. And Abe and Danny, we'd love to hear your opinion on each of these. We picked these. If you have any that you guys are sitting on, uh, here we go. The first one is, and we might, we might, teaser, we might have a little article about this on the site, the comeback in the recent years of the Connecticut. Right. The Connecticut cigar. Because I feel like way back when, this was just this mild, like, grandpa cigar that you smoked in the morning with your tea. And nowadays, Connecticut's are sexy, baby. They're interesting. Mm. They got some pop to them. They got flavor. I feel like if you if a Connecticut was the best cigar of the year 10 years ago, you'd be like, what the heck? Were they, like, were they smoking weed? What and, was that? And Cohiba just announced yesterday that they're doing a uh, Connecticut. There's... There's everybody now seems like it was. I think it was uh, in New Orleans when everybody was like Connecticut Starting crazy. To ramp up. So that was like two or three years ago. What do you guys think about the Connecticut trend? You want my input on that? Yes, yeah. I have. Yes. I have an input on that. It's not a Connecticut trend. I, I kind of learned this lesson about four or five years ago when I when I kind of started getting in the manufacturing side of business because someone was making a Connecticut scar and, I, and I, out of the four or five brands we were releasing, I'm like, oh, the Connecticut one's gonna be the slowest. And like, are you kidding me? Connecticut one's gonna be the biggest selling one, and without a doubt is. Okay, Connecticut cigars have always been 
the number one selling cigar. Mm. Without a doubt. It's not even close. I think Mac and Noodle's the number one selling cigar. Connecticut's across the board. So, well, we outsell anything else. But you know what the problem with Connecticut cigars are? For the longest time, and a lot of these companies recently have got, on, like, finally have figured this out. They're like, hey, man, we need to get a piece of this Connecticut market. Sure. So now everybody started making Connecticut cigars. Okay, this is like the last two years now, three years. Everybody's making Connecticut cigars because they realize the money that's there and people are buying it, we need to get into this segment. But it's always been that way. The problem that Connecticut had was, and I love my analogies, this is ABISM number 18. Connecticut cigars is like sweet and sour chicken. Okay? It's the number one served dish in any Chinese restaurant. But nobody ever walks out talking about the sweet and sour chicken. <laughs> True. No one talks about the sweet and sour chicken. But I guarantee you, you take a poll, what's the number one entree eaten in a Chinese restaurant? It's sweet and sour like chicken. Dirty so now, Connecticut's getting into that realm where now connoisseurs and fans and geeks are starting to get into them and trying them and talking about them. The manufacturers are making non-traditional Connecticut cigars, so it's evolved. But Connecticut cigars have always been the number one selling wrapper. But that happens with the bloggers too, Abe. You never, very rarely do you see, you know, a blogger, oh my God, great mild cigar. It's always, That's what I'm saying. And there's always been strength, you know what I mean? Mm. The flavors are, well, you know, that's something they talk about. And like I said, no one wants to talk about sweet and sour chicken. So if no one's out there talking about it, no one's doing it, but it's, it's selling regardless. It's moving out the doors and boxes. All right. The uh, Another great comeback well, is... Yeah, somebody mentioned this one on the feed before we even got to it, Eric. Robert Downey Jr. See, for me, I don't even know that this is a comeback because I'm like 12 years old. Like, I'm like, you mean, you mean it, Iron Man? It is a Like, this dude was literally almost dead. <laughs> he was all, I mean, he, he went through a time where he was like sort of a child star and then got a, a terrible drug addiction and was basically banished from Hollywood and then sort of made his way back. And now he's one of the highest paid actors in the business. Can't be is stopped. there a time frame to this comeback? No, no. We're, it, as you'll a, see, as you'll see later on. Ali <laughs> of course. What's that? His big comeback was Ali McBeal. Yeah, and then well, and then no, but but then what? Iron Man. That was I think that what Abe's saying oh, is that sort yeah. of the, that was the sort of thing that led into his. It made it yeah, okay. It led into his comeback. That was his first acting like, like real gig after his whole like. Yeah, but then when when Iron Man hit, it was well, like. Well, Jordan, to start a comeback, you need a field goal. You know, you yeah. need that. No, first... I'm saying after Ali McBeal is when he went down into I... the. That's when he was no. on drugs and stuff. I thought it was no, before that. No, no, he came off again in Ali McBeal. He fell off again and then came back on. But I, I, I like to say that Ali McBeal, Ali McBeal was his was his equivalent of Travolta's Pulp Fiction. Yeah. See, we that was Travolta John Travolta, was, Travolta close. was he was in the running on he this. Was close. He was, there was a couple. Yeah. What was one of the one of my, one of the ones that was cut was Yo Mama jokes. <laughs> That's one of the best comebacks <laughs> ever. Actual comebacks. Yo Mama. All right, uh, number three. Uh, and these are really in no particular order. Yes. But uh, George Foreman. I mean, George Foreman. He was like 45 years old. T- 10 years out of boxing. And he comes back. And he, 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 I mean, he was winning fights left and right. He was amazing. You know what I like about George Foreman, too? The older he got, the higher up he pulled his pants. Like, like pretty soon. He, <laughs> yeah, it was like, I mean, it was, like, it was literally like right under his See, nipples. He could always fight. But, you know, there's a certain level of guy that can fight but may not be like ripped. 
And he's just like, he's like, look, I'm not going to do abs. I'm just going to pull the shorts up <laughs> higher. <laughs> like, I don't need, like, and that's an extra layer I'm of not protection. Gonna do abs. Yeah, like, I'm not going to do crunches. <laughs> just pull the shorts up higher. All right, Jack, this one you're going to have to help me out on because I don't even know who this is. Yeah, Jordan and I discussed this one. Um, Number four was Soldier Boy, and this was <laughs> this Soldier Boy. One of I don't my, even know who this one is. One of my favorite one of my favorite things that happened in this last year. So Soldier Boy was a popular rapper in like two thousand and like seven and eight. He made a lot of like really catchy songs. He's done really nothing since. And this year, uh, he released a gaming console. He was in a bunch of reality TV shows. He basically like bought a bunch of old PlayStations and then just put them in like a Soldier Boy case. <laughs> and he did an interview where he said, Soldier Boy's biggest comeback this whole year. And people were like, oh, I think there's a lot of people that are a bigger comeback, but you want to be the biggest comeback? And he said in an interview, oh, I'm not a comeback. I've always been here. <laughs> so Soldier Boy... He wants to claim the comeback. He's but claiming he won't admit it. that he ever left. So Soldier Boy is my favorite comeback ever because he... Um, both states he never left and also is the biggest comeback of 2018. All right. So he came back from... Well, actually, I, I lied about the last one because this is the biggest comeback of all time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest comeback of all time. Obviously... Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> they buried him. They were like, this idiot, he's gone. Let's, let's, move the, let's move the stone in front of the tomb. He's done. This, this old JC character's done running amok around our town. I, and can you imagine the look on their face? I think that's, uh, I mean, there's, there's no denying that one. Yeah. They, they killed him. All right, Aba. So enough of the Weekly Top 5. Uh, we've got some tickets to give away, or a ticket to give away, and so on. Uh, this this giveaway was uh, on Facebook, and all you had to do was uh, like the Great Smoke Facebook page and comment and tag a few friends. So we had I had to qualify the entries because some of the people didn't do all the steps, but we had 87 qualified entries. So I've got them listed one through 87 on this sheet in my hand. So Abe, I'm gonna since it's your event, I'm gonna have you do the honors. So all you have to do is close your eyes, close your eyes, and just randomly pick a number from one to eighty-seven, and that is the winner. So take your, take your time, take your time, one through eighty-seven. It could be number one, it could be number eighty-seven, anything in between. Ninety-six, no good. Ninety-six oh, cannot be. That, that, that would, would not, not be good. qualify. That would not qualify. One of the best years I can remember, and one of the greatest parties I've ever thrown that was talked about for years, years, was my 30th birthday. So I'm going with 30. Number 30. Number 30. Would you look at that? Jeff Bridges, Jay Brid. Jay oh. Brid is number 30. Jeff coming down with the Great Smoke. Jeff Bridges, uh, congratulations. You just won a ticket. That was the first time I met him. That, Great yeah. Smoke. Yeah, congratulations, my man. You won a ticket. I will, uh, I'll send you information, Jeff, on Facebook. Uh, congrats. Good. Thanks to everybody else who entered. That was a fun contest. And uh, thanks, Abe and Danny, for uh, joining us on this Friday night, Smoke Night Live, episode 182. Can't thank you enough, boys. Thanks for having me, as always, fellas. Always a pleasure. Can't wait to see you boys next week. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Danny, we'll see you down there. We'll have, so, we'll have a, a, a bourbon together. How about that? Absolutely. Tell the whole Thanks. tell the whole Moya Ruiz team we're excited that you guys are uh, back with a vengeance. Don't call and it a we, comeback. And, and we definitely uh, 
glad to be back. And what better way to, you know, come back than to do a Michael Glenn Frey. Thank you, Abe. Thank you, brother. Great project. We're having a lot of fun with it. It's going to be good. Good, good cigar, too. It's really enjoyed it. So it's going to be a hit. All right, boys, do, boys, don't go away. Uh, I want to talk to you just real quick after the show. But everybody else that's watching the show, uh, it's Friday night. It's Friday night. Herf Jack, this is what we do every Friday night. We own Friday night, baby. We're going to be smoking. We're going to be playing hacky sack. We're going to be playing hacky sack. <laughs> if anybody else out there has one. And uh, do some now playing. Have some good times. Herf uh, topics. But we want to see it. Next week, remember, we'll be live from uh, Abe's event in Florida and then we're going to also still be in Florida. Bring your challenge coins, Dojo, because oh, yeah. this is rubber meets the road. Bring your challenge coins because... Uh, I say I'm a little disappointed. What's that? I don't know if you can see the picture right there on the wall behind me. Abe, I've, I'll be there. I'll give you one in person. <laughs> I will bring one personally you and hand it. it. I will oh, hand point. it to you. Let's wait. Let's take a look at Abe's shelf there. There it is. Look at that. The challenge coin's up There's on the wall. There's an empty spot. There's an empty spot for a dojo coin, I'm pretty sure. Otherwise, just take one of those crappy ones off. <laughs> no problem. All right. So, uh, yeah. So we'll be there. And then, Jack, the week after that, we will be at Alec Bradley uh, offices. We'll be doing we'll a be live show. We'll be hanging out with Espinoza. We'll yep. be hanging out with Agonorsa. We'll be doing some live stuff. Hopefully, we'll uh, do something from the Drew Estate offices. So it's going to be a crazy week in Florida. We're going to have a good time. So until then, remember, everybody, never, never smoke alone. We'll see you guys on the dojo tonight. Hey, my friends, hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you check out all the amazing features we offer at JRCigars.com. Join our JR Plus and get free shipping and exclusive offers for an entire year at one great price. Subscribe to our Cigar of the Month Club, and we'll send you five premium cigars each month, plus a sixth one if you're a JR Plus member. Lastly, download our Beat the Dealer app or play the brand new desktop version featuring a brand new slot game. You can win cigars and other great prizes while also taking advantage of exclusive daily deals. Experience all this and more at JR Cigar, the world's largest cigar store, just a click away. Mm -hmm.